Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm chatting with director Kieran E. Cormack about her documentary Clouded Reveries. So first up, it's a beautiful film. Oh, thanks. Thanks a million. It's gorgeous. Like the visuals, it's so it's so thoughtful. It's so poetic. How did you decide that's what you were going to make your project on? I came to Duran's work um, through the poetry, you know, um, like I had been a big fan of her poetry. I'm really into poetry, Irish and English language poetry. So I kind of came across one of her collections and then I bought another collection and I just thought she was such a visual writer. And actually how it came about that I said, yeah, I want to make a film. I'd like to make a film about this person. It was kind of very subconscious kind of decision, I think. So I just contacted her um, in 2019, um, the end of the year there, and said, you know, would you like to meet up? And she lives in Cork. I'm from Cork. My parents live in Cork, so I'm in Cork quite a bit. And um, um, so I said, you know, I'd love to have a chat. And we sat down and we talked and she knew some of the work I had done before. And um. She said, well, I'm actually working on um, a book at the moment as well. And she had a draft of A Ghost in the Throat. And she said, would you like to have a look at it? So I was like, yeah. Um, so it, it was through the poetry. But then, of course, the ghost, A Ghost in the Throat like, took on its own life and became this like a multi-award winning like book. Um, and so that became so when I eventually applied for funding to the Arts Council and TG Carr to the Ildra and that the book became a part of um the you know the structure of the film I was thinking oh wouldn't it be interesting to go on the journey as this book kind of comes out and so that's kind of how I structured it when I was pitching it but then of course Covid hit and the book you know was released and it was, did so well but it didn't, you know, wasn't about, didn't become about that at all. Like, um, it was really, we spent a lot of time chatting because we couldn't film. So we kind of got to know each other, I suppose, more. And out of that, then, Darren talked a lot about her roots and Claire and home place and the film really, and its kind of core became about that. And so... Yeah, it might have been a very different film. I don't know if if that hadn't happened. Because it is, it's very contemplative and meditative and um, it's one creative following another creative, which is interesting. And you were saying that it was an unconscious process that drew you to her. So um, mm. and that's obviously how, you know, like her, like one of the ways that she discusses her creativity and how she accesses it is, you know, is, is you know, really by listening to her unconscious to like or like her subconscious like that's the you know like that that time she was talking about before she goes to sleep how she processes stuff that's where she gets her her poems and I'm like that deep well within yourself as a creative that's where art comes from so it's it's interesting that that's where you're you were drawn to her and then yeah and it's funny I I kind of find myself at that point in sleep as well it would be a place that you know, um, would be a really kind of rich kind of uh, time. But um, yeah, I, and I'm kind of curious about it even myself, you know, because I'm like, how did this really, you know, to go from that point of, yeah, I really like this writer and I, you know, I love 
for work. I've read two collections of poetry to, yeah, I want to do this now. You know, it, it was just, I, it kind of, in reflection, it is interesting. I think it's just about being the the right frame of mind at the right time as well in approaching, approaching a person um, and that. And it's a meeting of minds, I suppose, as well. We had a lot in common and when we met, um, um, but yeah, so it is, it is kind of interesting because I suppose some projects you always, you know, you always have a couple of ideas kind of floating around there and some of them become something and some don't, you know, but yeah, this one kind of gathered steam kind of quickly, I guess. You know? And tell me a little bit about pitching for the scheme. So how does, um, how does it work? That particular scheme do you yeah, call so it's an amazing scheme really Aldona. um so um myself and sharon hooley the producer i work with and you're familiar with sharon's work um she's like of harper's films her husband's pat collins and together they've made a lot of films and we worked together on another film and um, she produced uh that i made in perry ogden called skin and soul um and that was funded through real art the um the, the arts council um feature uh, our art doc kind of fund and then so ildana wouldn't be completely dissimilar to that but it's an irish language fund and it's for um broadcast but and cinema so first and foremost to have a theatrical kind of life or at festivals or if but um you know a, a theatrical release but so it, it they're art films so i mean it, i suppose you are great for commissioning you know arts documentaries but i suppose this is kind of another step further again you know with the collaboration or with the arts council to kind of bring Irish language stories to kind of the big screen as well as then it, it will have a life in, in TV as well. And the Arts Council and the a broadcaster would have very different directives, would it? I know with Real Art, the Arts Council are very hands-off because it's about your mm. as an an artist. And I'm just wondering, would um would TG Cahir, you know, like obviously they have a specific vision for their platform. Um, Like, would you have notes that you would report back into or would it be more like an art council scheme no i mean it is tj carr leading it you know really the broadcaster um with as regards the the kind of communication um, even though it's like 50 50 but i would say like as the broadcaster they were kind of um kind of more I suppose all the administration is through them you know if I was to put it that way but uh, of the fund but um no it's quite hands-off like you know we were kind of left to kind of our own devices and um but sorry to answer your question about pitching it yeah so um again myself and and Sharon you know talked about it a lot um but it was quite a short pitch you know um you know um what we put together in the end but we felt like during um just I suppose again the book hadn't come out this was quite new in the pitch as well like they hadn't even been released so it was just the timing was was good you know so um 
you know, her she would have been known to the Arts Council for her essay work and poetry as well at that point and not the book was was on the way, you know. So um and tell me a little bit about uh the the process of shooting it. Was it mm. did you follow her around for a long time? Did you come up with like when you're watching it it's very clear there's a real beautiful look and feel to it. It's a very kind of distinctive feel. It, it it's got gorgeous kind of slow pacing, the words, the the stories, they're all intertwined in this lovely um relaxing sort of uh like poem in itself as a as a film. I'm just wondering like was that found was that there from the word go and you'd had a strong inkling towards that? Was that found as you maneuvered your way through the the narrative and how much shooting kind of impacted that? So just um there were ten days filming from like April twenty twenty till September maybe twenty twenty. I think that was the period. Um and um I did. I mean, again, I, I've spoken to Colm Hogan, the DOP. We've worked together for like a long time for the very first thing I've ever done as a researcher, as a, and then on to producing. I was a producer for 15 years before I became a director. Um, and we've worked together a long time. And we, so we had l- many conversations and we've, um, about how a kind of, how we should look and feel and also um sound was important and Bob Brennan who did sound have worked together again it's kind of for me I was saying this at the opening there in the IFI on Friday night it's about the team around you like the people I work with we were um and Sharon like that kind of core team with the similar interests we know kind of kind of I suppose I kind of know I can working with these guys that what we all kind of want to achieve the same thing and um and the look and feel of it but I had yeah I had thought a lot about say for instance the poetry the moments I knew that um Darren is such a great performer of her own work that and I didn't want I wanted those pieces in their entirety in the film not to kind of cut away from an mid poem or anything like that and but so then it was about finding and thinking about locations that you could kind of juxtapose the poem with or put them you know challenge in the poem with a space or just to bring it that step forward further and then in her, her grandmother's house um just spent a lot of time there it's just details looking around feeling the space and um 10 days isn't a lot of time, but at all, but, you know, we, we kind of used that time, you know, and didn't feel like it was short, you know. Um, And then when it kind of got into the edit, so the elements with Eileen Dove, and it was always for me going to be about, you know, you know, there is this ghostly presence in her life and how to represent that. Uh, a kind of conversation between two women over a 300 year divide is kind of how and not to go too far because you don't want to take away from the magic of the writing so to keep it as kind of suggestive and kind of well, I don't know how would you describe Aerial, it sort of yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah. 
spiritual theme and feel throughout this and that kind of like uh, intergenerational and a real strong feminine energy. That's what I yeah. would have as a viewer. And that is really what's celebrated, like her as a mother and how that's impacted her as a writer, which was very interesting to watch. Yeah. And speaking of that feminine energy, like it was again, it was about bringing the right people that I know and have love together for those. So I left that 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 kind of Eileen Dove element until the end and I you know I kind of knew where I wanted to go with it but wasn't sure like I knew I wanted to shoot it in this beautiful house that I know down in um, Wexford where I filmed before a friend of mine has is a a costume collector and has this amazing home and I just thought the energy was right and then Emer Neville Downey um, provided the costume who I know Emer were working on a fashion thing I did before and Ashling Farnella who's a stylist who a friend and worked with all of these people's energy and then Violet Ogden who's Perry Ogden's daughter who played um uh, Eileen Dove I just knew the, right this person these all of these elements are there but uh I don't know yet how this will come to be but I knew this is and so it was just just kind of with time and being in the edit and then really kind of kind of pairing it back to what what I wanted to shoot that came kind of came to life I suppose and came became clear as to okay how is this what's this going to be but yeah but Darren then getting back to her uh, yeah it's just spending time we spent time in her home and you know capturing those moments but it was difficult because it was COVID and you know um it was in the height at the height of that as well, you know, which was it was quite. We 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 went to film a couple of times. We had to stop, but, um, um. So somebody reflected. I don't know. Was it Donald Clark that there's nobody else in this film? You see, UCC is so quiet, and you can't. You don't see anyone in UCC. You don't see anybody around the streets of Cork. You don't, <laughs> that's why you know. <laughs> But it was kind of, it, I didn't want anybody else in it anyway, either for, you know, I think it works. Yeah, definitely. Because you get it's her lamenting over her past and her career and and her craft as well. And um, so tell me a little bit about that editing process. So do you look at your rushes as you go along? Do you do you have a strong idea of the film as you're as you're as you're shooting it or is it something that you leave down for a little bit and then go back to what's what do you find works best I would say a bit of both because it was such a long period I would say maybe the first four days I didn't look at um for a long time and I don't know I just and then when we started to kind of get into it, maybe six days in, five days, then I was, I would go back. But then I would, yeah, pour over the rushes, watch everything, you know. And I'd have, you see, the thing with this film, I suppose, you're telling the story. What I found myself and Genevieve Murphy, um, we worked together on the, it was the editor and, spent a lot of time you know we watched everything together and then it was it was working the the poet the writer but then a ghost in the throat into the story where you don't you were always trying to manage the kind of those three kind of strands 
emotions, you know, that you're moving through. And Dearin's so amazing at right that's kind of I'm um, talking about her own process as a writer. Those moments like became the key kind of moments in the film. Just and that's what I'm really drawn to is process and artist process, you know, and how the how that kind of um I just love listening to artists talking. I could listen to all day, you know, any whatever discipline, how they work and um and she's just so good at, at describing that. Um uh that, that those there was different moments uh, that we would return to the process and then move through again. So um and on to so it's biographical, but then it's about process and it's about the goats in the throat. So it was layering and moving through those um themes like um and then of course these kind of chapters I suppose their moments with then with the poetry was another layer again so it's um yeah it was time just you know <laughs> and watching and rewatching and when you again are, are so close to a, a subject matter so close to the shoot and then doing it do you leave it for a while how do you get fresh eyes on it do you just trust your gut what's your um there? I would say when I mean I'm all in, you know, there all the time really. Um, most of the, and then um, we had yeah we did have a little break for maybe a week or two, and then I went off and did those kind of stylized elements to uh, on Eileen Dove, and then we did maybe another day. I actually shot. That film, that poem, the brightening, which um um, or brightening, I should say, it's called um, which we filmed in the gunpowder mills in Cork. But I had the first time we shot it, we were moving around her, and then I just in the edit it didn't work, so that became a reshoot. It just so much, I just wanted it to be so much cleaner and direct, and that was much more powerful. In the end, it was the right decision, um because you don't need to do all this kind of tricks and you know it did the film didn't there were nowhere else in the film I that kind of presented itself so I kind of was breaking from it by doing that and because it's um it's just much more powerful just to look at at your and perform her work rather than bringing any of your own kind of tricks and I think that really works um so yeah there was two weeks and then um break and that was great you know to just get some distance from it and then um obviously along the way Sharon would have been looking at it as well and um yeah so um but it was the first time myself and Genevieve had worked together as well so that was a new adventure again and um it just worked out really well like she's amazing amazing editor and just so thoughtful and um creative so it was a it was a good meeting of minds it was great yeah. to have such a strong team of women behind yeah so many yeah. of the elements as well yeah, yeah that's so important in- to me as well you know uh, so so tell me a little bit about the sound mix then again do you know like what audio you prefer in in it is it something that you feel out as you move along 
like during the edit is it something that you're thinking of the whole time is it something that you go back over it with fresh eyes and and kind of assess on the last stage like well, how do you like to do the the audio mix kind of as it's going along I would say yeah it's pretty close even when we're getting to the mix you know it's all there um so and again Bob Brennan like he's amazing to like for instance when we were down in Clare he would be gone off into you'd find in the middle of the fields across the road you'd find looking for him he's just getting amazing wild track you know there's um and then the um so yeah a lot of time spent in that and sound is such you know the sounds of Duran's grandmother's home were you know such an integral part of her world and um capturing that and being true to it you know not kind of replacing any of that um with something else like that um so that was important and then this sound the the um composed like um sound um track for it was done by John Daly who again I've worked with um and that's again as we're going along get the film to a certain point and then kind of we talk and a lot of talking about what what it should be and kind of experimenting he would send music and um so a lot of back and forth so the, all these things are kind of happening at the one time and it's not a lot of edit time you know either you know I think it was something like eight weeks and then you know which is short and do you have to edit with this scheme for a broadcast or do you get to do a festival run first how does it festival work? run so yeah it's it's really about the, the feature cut so there's no kind of um as regards duration like you know there's no kind of limit or anything it's it's up to you and so it's it's first to kind of inform us about the kind of the, the feature version and that's the version then i mean the only difference um um would be i mean yeah you're kind of outputting two versions but the film is the, the same with just little breaks you know and is there anything that just say you picked up along the way that you would like like something like a lesson from the from the shooting of the film like you know the way you kind of learn different things about yourself about the craft about your subject matter along the way is there anything that like you definitely came out of it afterwards that you didn't have going in I think I'm I'm really happy with the film and I think in order to get to that point it has to be really hard to get there (laughs) you know it has there's moments you know it's really difficult to you know you're kind of questioning yourself and I someone had said to me you know well I think it was Mar- someone told heard Martin Hayes the fatal player talking about that that about creativity and get challenged you have to be pushed to the really difficult places in order to to make something that you're kind of proud of and happy with I suppose and I think that definitely was something I felt that you know um I just felt a real sense of oh, responsibility that this had to visually stand up to like Duran's writing because she's such a visual writer. I was like, oh my God, I'm reading these words and you're like, 
you how are you going to bring this to to life you know because on screen and do it justice that's what was always kind of in the back of my head I have to do this work justice you know so that I would say um and that would be the main thing I would say and that I kind of learned you know and just you kind of I know it's a kind of a cliche, like you get out of it, what you put in. But when I really, when you really, and having that extra bit of time, I suppose, to, because we couldn't get into shooting uh, as soon as we'd hoped to, was kind of a blessing, really, you know, just have more time to think. Because you pitch this film and then you say, yeah, um, or any film, especially it's a real kind of privilege, I think, to make these kind of films because those schemes, you know, they're limited, you know, not many. There's the real arts and then there's the Eldorana. And that's kind of it where you have. So when you get awarded one of those, I, you know, you take it really seriously that like, you know, this is an amazing kind of privilege in a way to get um this fund. So you, yeah all that is kind of on your shoulders but in a good way like you know I mean I think it's puts it up to you <laughs> and sure the the subject matter again I think it's definitely a time when people like during COVID reassess things and and a lot of people kind of you know looked inward a lot more and I I think you are capturing an essence of something you know like that intergenerational mm-hmm history of storytelling of, mm. of, of Irish nature of of women and of that the strength in in you know like three generations four generations of Irish women like you do capture it so beautifully and it's the responsibility of the subject matter that you did such a good job at. yeah well I love that line that Darren has when we were in Kilcray um we shot a lot of early mornings as well for the lights. That was another thing because it felt like a more of a winter film, you know. Um, and she, it's a line about your, about Eileen Dove, how this poem travelled down, you know, through women's bodies and on almost like a little bird, you know, flew and uh, from, you know, from the mouth and down to the next generation. It's just so beautiful, like, you know, and it flew just like a little bird, she says. And I just love that line, like, you know, um, it took flight. So it's incredible, yeah, to, to that she has shone a light on this incredible woman. Because myself and Sharon actually said, because we both knew Queen Artillery, you know, I knew like Kilcorina had been out there, but I never questioned who wrote, you know, whose poem. I just thought about Artillery. I never kind of considered Eileen Daphne Connell, you know. And if that's one thing we both were like, oh, of course it wasn't art. We did not write it about himself. You know, it was it was his his lover, his wife. And so, yeah, these things. Yeah, I'm just kind of going off the point there now. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it's, but it's lovely. And then there was another line that I really liked. And it was um, I think she was using the metaphor of the seed. Um, and then I was like, you know, of like the nectarine and and that that like oh, yeah. beautiful, luscious imagery mm. that she describes, and then that you capture so well with those beautiful visuals. But it's you know, and it, it's about you know, like that that the seed about um that like kind of like intergenerational carrying the torch, and then you know also yeah. like I think it's just beautiful because I think like as women like the, like she's talking about her own experience being a mother as well. So it's like it's all very. Mm 
it's all very sort of grounded and like even though it is spiritual and um like and, and like spiritual like not in a spiritual spiritual way but like it does kind of like deal with mm. that otherworldliness and you get that sense of that and then like it's it's this really grounded in something so earthy and beautiful so it's, it's beautiful to watch it was just a, it was just a real joy of a film so I just wanted mm-hmm. to thank you so much for, for for making it it was it was really nice yeah thanks so much yeah um yeah it was a real pleasure to make I have to say it was, it was just yeah it's just a real special time you know and a great team of people and great like Darren's just an incredible woman and a friendship, you know, out of this now, which is great, you know, for someone we two people who didn't know each other, you know, it's kind of an important part of the process for me as well. Like, you know, that does kind of lives beyond a film, you know, because you do have to trust somebody as well to to open up like mm. Because I was saying that, like, to be creative is to be so vulnerable, to be on screen as yourself as well in that space where you're, you know, talking about your work. You do have to be very vulnerable. And, and that's how she's, I think, so engaging is that that way that she conveys her mm-hmm. her her work. And even though, like, she's a, she performs her work, but she's not like an actor or she's no. herself. Yeah. Like, that's, that's very um, raw in, in a way. Absolutely. And, you know, it's you are so vulnerable and acutely aware of that, you know. It's not an easy thing to do. or And especially sitting in, you know, your grandmother's house, you know, her grandmother uh, that um, has since passed away now. She, but, um, and just kind of being in that space and recalling the memories and what, what kind of was the what made her the person she is and as a writer which was you know that environment but being in that environment and talking about it is another thing you know um it's so many other memories that come flooding back you know so um yeah yeah it is a very kind of you're you're leaving yourself it's you're so vulnerable but that was another thing we spent a lot of time with Jiren's family, like her parents and her extended family there. And, you know, walking just all the fields and hearing all the stories, like the, and a lot of the stories they would have heard as kids, you know, herself and her two sisters. And that was important, like as well, you know, like a, we spent a whole day doing that with her uncle and her dad. And, you know, we, you know we were never going to film any of that but it was important to be there and do that to get a better understanding of that world and that her upbringing and I suppose that's what fed into then what the film became you know and documenting that's it where I suppose Mm. that fed into all her yeah her work and and Mm. you're documenting her work that it's Mm. all it's all part of it it all kind of like adds up to the subconscious and mm. what has the response been now so it's in the cinemas it's in the ifi and are yeah. we going to have yeah. where can we watch it so for now it's in the ifi is finishing um this week but it's in extended in the lighthouse and the palace it's on in qft in belfast and in the triscoll from the 27th the triscoll in cork it's also in Ennis for, from the 24th of November for a week in the cinema there. 
And then um, after that, it's going to London and hopefully Manchester and then um, a couple of other things. And then eventually it will be um, on TG Carher just once we kind of haven't, it hasn't been decided when yet it's to give it the life as long as it can, I suppose, in, this, in the big screen, you know. And are you touring at all? Are you going to do any? Yeah, care? yeah, we're doing that. So it's it's really nice. We did the one the i fi um, and we we did one. We didn't. We're not in Galway because we did the fla uh, already and um had a Q and A there. So um in us um the homecoming and um it will be and we've already done Cork as well. So. Uh, so we are doing uh, a tour of the other places that we haven't. Brilliant. Yeah. I will make sure to link to all those in, in the description. Great. So fabulous. Thank you so much for chatting with Thanks us. Thanks a million, Gemma. Mm-hmm.